I was actually bankrupt. But still, I stay put, have the resilience to fight back. The next level of growth happened. My motto was, let's deliver value to our customers. People will notice us. It happened. I started with Wipro, got Motorola, then I got Texas Instrument, then a portion of IBM activities. Entrepreneurship is a mind game. Hey, you are listening to Dream 100 Business Show podcast with Savita Husamani. We are Dream 100 Business Show or on a mission to help business owners to move to the next level in their personal and business journey by helping them to make smarter decisions. In this show, we decode what goes on in the minds of successful business owners during challenging times and how they converted their dreams into profitable products or services. As an entrepreneur, I faced financial challenges when my product bombed and I was still holding on to it, hoping that I would be able to find a solution. So I was able to relate to Mr. Tapan Kupar Datta when I interviewed him as he shared his real-time experiences of a struggling company that was on the verge of bankruptcy. The company's management was aware of the situation and they took steps to turn things around and come up with innovative ideas to revamp the company's products and services and thereby now today they are a renowned brand. A talk with Mr. Tapan Kumar Datta shows how innovation can help struggling businesses overcome challenges and achieve success in a highly competitive market. you were working in very good uh, companies you had a very a bright future but still you chose to leave that and then start off on your own as an entrepreneur but uh, now looking back do you think it was a good decision what you took yeah i would definitely say it was a good decision simply because today what i'm enjoying and uh, you know level i have come up that is for sure something i enjoy but that's not the only thing maybe if i would have made a good career in a uh, it company probably i would have grown up the ladder and probably would have made money but the point was i enjoyed the journey uh, mm-hmm. more than anything else because it gave me a completely different kind of exposure that is something i value a lot i think mm-hmm. i enjoyed the journey it mm-hmm. is not the journey was smooth it is not that always everything was going in our favor. There are very many times where I was actually bankrupt on the verge of, you know, having nothing. But still, I stay put, have the resilience to fight back, overcome that, and the next level of growth happen. I would see that this journey has really taught a lot of lesson to me in my life. And it really was a roller coaster journey was many highs there were equal amount of lows but that always happened in most entrepreneurs life can you tell us like what were the lessons that you learned during this process and just see this is a very challenging environment of course uh, you learn a lot growth is there and uh, learning lessons are there but it is not safe and secure like as in a job so what is it that drives a person to quit all this and go behind this? 
Okay. Let me first explain a little bit about, you know, the kind of business I did. Then I will be able to relate to your questions that what made me do it and what made an entrepreneur do it. Now, my first venture was an advertising agency because in Wipro and Digital, I was in charge of marketing services and advertising is a part of it. As a result, I have constantly seen that IT companies, there is a need for creating proper advertising. And there, there was a challenge because even in big agencies, you know, the copywriter never used to really get a feel of the technology products. I'm talking about early 90s, scene was totally different because they were particularly the bigger agencies were more focusing on the consumer product. So mm-hmm. first is I understand that there is a need for an organization that could cater to this specific requirement. Because we used to spend hours to explain to agency people uh, about our products or technology and things like that. And because they were not really from the technical background. Now, to me, because I have handled technology products and I had a reasonably good grasp of uh, technology, plus I knew advertising pretty well by that time, working in agency, research organization and computer, I decided to do this. This attempt was successful. Because if you let me share the truth, those days salaries were very low. I used to earn some 5,000 rupees a month. I mean, it was considered to be a good salary. In early 90s, 5,000 rupees used to be a good salary. And even my manager probably used to get some 8,000 or 9,000 rupees. That's how the world was. And when I started, all my savings after working for more than 10 years is just about a lack of rupees. And that was my corpus. Now, there is no bank loan. Because nobody will give you a bank loan. And this concept of venture funding was nowhere nearby. So with that one lakh rupees, I took the risk. That means I have to survive and make the company sustain and profitable within a very short period of time. Because I still need to hire certain people. And luckily, before starting itself, I planned it well. I sourced my people. And we created a three or four core team member complementing each other. That's a very important thing. And the business started, it started growing pretty fast. Of course, I have the advantage because I am an ex-Wip Pro. I have a lot of friends across various IT companies. They all started supporting me. Okay, you have started. Let's see what can do. And they, I had a good reputation in the company. So, you know, people trusted me. The trust factor was there from the day one. So I got bid up with Pro business. I got businesses from many other IT companies because one of my friends joined Motorola and he immediately said Motorola required something to start working for Motorola. Then seeing those ads, I started getting even call from companies. Very phone called me uh, saying, you know, your ads are good. We also require to do something. So my positioning was very clear. I was focusing purely for the IT companies. See, one good thing was that was the time the software export was just started you know picking up and most software companies i noticed that they wanted to have advertisement to source people it became an hr function but it became a challenge to really get the best of people so that became the very very lucrative market i said to me right now survival is the most important thing and therefore i will focus currently what window of opportunities is opening for me and very quickly we spotting that opportunity and doing good work because my motto was let's deliver value 
to our customers. People will notice us, and that's exactly how it happened. I started with Wipro, as I told you, I got Motorola, then I got Texas Instrument, then I started getting a portion of IBM activities. But IBM was slightly different, I will explain, because this was not in the HR function. And then we have got Verifone, we have got uh, you know many other uh, companies, but that gave me the initial cash flow, and I could started growing and I very quickly organized ourselves. I have strength in multiple areas. We are very strong in product launch, events, exhibitions, advertising communications, and all related communications. And then I organized it with three or four focus. And then it started growing. That was my first uh, you know, journey. Second thing I will tell you that, look, this gave me a you know, whole lot of learning. Uh, as to how to position myself and how to really acquire new customers, uh, how to really create a good team, uh, because team is very important for an entrepreneur's uh, you know, life. So all these lessons come. Okay. Now, coming back to your question that, you know, uh, was it right for me to leave that company and what is my learning? Uh, first of all, I feel once you start something, your mind should be focused. You should not regret you should not keep feeling that, look, you know, I have done it wrong. Moment you allow that negative thought to come in, high chance that you will fail because you will keep always. So I never repented. Yes, I had a sacrifice on lifestyle, definitely, because with very little money you are starting to do, you can't expect the salaries of, uh, you know, lead companies. So I have challenges. And that time, you know, my son was just born, a small baby at home and wife was not working. So things are not that easy for me, but I still kept going. So I think that, that's important. Now, this learning happened and then slowly I realized that, look, the point is I should make it big. You know, I should not think what could have happened if I would have done this. No, that chapter is closed. That door is locked. I will not look back. I could have any time consciously, deliberately decide that at least I will give a, give a fair chance of three to four years of struggle before I really decide to go back if I really fail. Luckily, it didn't happen for me. But that was the growth phase game. We up to you know seven, eight years, we constantly have a steady growth, we become profitable and very visible agency. But that is the time I realized I've come to a stage where I have to think of diversification. Now, generally, I don't advise people to really diversify at an early stage, simply because one of the key thing and key learning, uh, which any entrepreneur should realize, that to succeed at an early stage, your entire energy should be focused on one single goal. If you try to do too many things, it is near impossible to manage it. That is obvious because you don't have a big team. You don't always have the best of people to join you. So you have to do a lot of work. Second, you don't have too much of money support, too much of funds flow to really experiment. You have to survive with whatever limited you are doing. So once you feel that you have achieved that critical mass and you are stable, that is the time you can look into diversifications. And that also I'll tell you the why we look for diversification and organizations should do. See, a specific field that one has chosen, that field may not grow beyond a certain limit. And my case also I realized a creative organization cannot scale up very fast. So just listen to this amazing conversation of how Mr. Tapan Kumar 
Tata changed the situation. Learning is immense in every word he has spoken, isn't it? If you want to know about the entire journey, listen to the 51st and the 52nd episode of Mr. Tapan Kumar Datta, where he shares his business success secrets and take away the best for your business. If you are a person who cares about your growth and you feel that it will help any of your friends' growth as well, then do care to share this episode with all the people whom you want to listen, learn and implement. For real-time interaction with real people, click on the link in the show notes and join the Telegram group to connect and interact with other listeners. We are always waiting to hear from you. Thank you so much for being such a wonderful listener. 